Hello everyone, I'm Richard Roberts and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. So glad you could join me today. Let me ask you a question. Are you facing something that happened in the past and you've not been able to get it off your mind? You've not been able to get it out of your consciousness? You've walked the floor about it, you've prayed about it, you've thought about it, it's, it's literally prayed against your mind? Is there something that's keeping you awake at night and you just can't, you just can't get rid of it? I'm talking about the past. The past is a, is a subject in everybody's life. Everybody has something. Everybody's riding with a secret, they used to say in the old Louis L'Amour novels. Everybody's riding with a secret of something in the past. Well, I want to read a scripture to you today to bring you a special word. I want to help you with the past. I want to help you bury the past. All right? In Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 14, the Apostle Paul, who had a past, by the way, said these words, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. Or in other words, I don't consider that I have arrived. Okay? But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul had faced many obstacles and some of his own creation in his earlier life. But Paul learned how to put the past in the past. And it's something that many of us need to do. Perhaps you need to do it. I'm talking about the bad that's happened. I'm talking about failures. I'm talking about hurts. I'm uh, talking about sin, perhaps, that somehow got in when you didn't intend for it to get in. I'm talking about even unwise decisions, decisions that looked like they were great decisions when you made them, but they turned out to be very unwise. Well, Paul said, don't consider these things. Don't consider the things of old. Don't, don't live your life looking in the rearview mirror. But press forward. Move forward in your life. <laughs> I always uh, remember in church they had these retreats. I never liked the idea of going to a retreat. I preferred going to an advance. <laughs> it's just something symbolically about it. I don't like the word retreat. I like the word advance. No army likes the word retreat. They like the order to advance. The two very important things that you can do. Uh, first of all, number one, you've got to have a vision. Uh, all of God's people need a vision because the Bible says without a vision, people perish. Let's look at the Israelites for a minute. They were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years because of disobedience and because they wanted to turn back to Egypt. Now, the Israelites had been in bondage for 400 years. That's generation after generation after generation after generation had known nothing but slavery, no freedom. Here God brings them out by a number of great miracles that he did through the hands of Moses. And after they get out into the desert, they want to go back to Egypt. <laughs> they wouldn't obey God's word. And God let them wander for 40 years for a journey that would not have taken more than a few days. Well, it happened because they couldn't see the future. They couldn't see the vision that God had for them. They were still thinking about slavery and the past. And many people today are trapped by the memory of their past, feeling like they're unworthy, feeling like God had forgotten them and that God couldn't use them anymore, that they were worthless. Nothing could be farther from the truth. I remember I was preaching once in Lakeland, Florida, and uh, at the close of the service, I gave an altar call. 
for people to come and uh, to the front and to receive Christ as Savior. And a number of people came forward, including a man standing over here on my right. And when I looked at him, to my amazement, I saw two words written across his forehead, the past. I blinked my eyes to see if I was seeing things. But maybe I was seeing in the spirit realm, but I saw on his forehead, the past. And I, I, I didn't know what to do until I remembered that earlier in the service, there had been a baby dedication. And a family had brought their little baby up. The baby was in a christening gown, a beautiful white christening gown. And the pastor had laid hands on the child and ordered the child with oil and prayed over, over the little, little girl. It was a beautiful thing. I remembered that. And so as all these people were standing in the front to give their hearts to Christ, I said, where is that baby that was dedicated? Well, the parents were in the back. They waved their hand. I said, bring that baby down here. So they brought the baby down. I said, can I hold her? So, you know, I've had children, so I know how to hold a child. So I'm holding this baby and I'm telling her how beautiful she is and how wonderful uh, the service was where she was anointed and prayed over and how beautiful the, the christening gown is. And I said, now, young lady, I want to talk to you about your past. Of course, the crowd didn't know what I was talking about. and The baby just looked at me and, no. and I said, oh, excuse me, you don't have a past. And I turned to the man and pointed at him and said, and you don't either. Suddenly those two words just vanished across his forehead and he began to weep. And then I led him and all the others in a sinner's prayer. There's something about giving your past to God. And many people have been trapped by their past. But you can bury the ghost of your past if you decide to. You've got to have a vision. It takes a vision for you to move forward. Stop looking in the rearview mirror of life and start looking forward. See, God wanted them to have a vision of a land of milk and honey, not of slavery. You say, well, Richard, how do I do that? How do I, how do I give the past to God? Uh, how, do I, how do I bury the ghost of the past? Well, you do it through the Word of God. It's a good place to start. Start with 3 John 2, which says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. That's what God wants for you. That's your future. Start looking to that instead of looking to what happened in the past. Look to the goodness of God. God is a good God and the devil is a bad devil. Don't look to the devil in the past. Look to God. And secondly, look at Isaiah 43 verses 18 and 19. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider ye the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not see it? I'll make a way in the wilderness and I'll make rivers in the desert. Put the past in the past and give glory to God. Now, you may have to do some repenting. You may have to make some apologies. You may have to, uh, to, to settle some things behind you, but you can do that. I know because I've done things like that in my life too. Now, the second thing is you must not allow your circumstances to keep you down. Okay? Isaac faced a terrible circumstance. He faced a famine. And it was a worse famine than he had faced when his father Abraham was alive. And he wanted to run and hide. And that's what many people do when they have something in the past. They don't want anybody to know anything about them. They want to run away and hide. But God spoke to Isaac and said, don't run away. Don't go down to Egypt. Stay and sow in the land in the middle of the famine. It made no sense in the natural. Nothing was growing. No rain was falling. There was no way. The land was parched and dried. But Isaac obeyed God. You see, because there's nothing too hard for God, not even a famine, not even the economy, not even the 40-year high inflation, nothing can stop God when you put your heart and your mind and your soul in His hands. 
So Isaac planted in famine. And you know what happened? He reaped a hundredfold in the same year. It was miraculous. Now, people say right now with the economy in the United States, this is not the time to sow. Oh, friend, this is the greatest time to sow. When you're in a time uh, of struggle, when you're in, in the, the economic world in which we live, now is the greatest time. But you know what people want to do when the economy turns bad? They want to get all they can. They want to can all they get. And then they want to sit on the can. That's the worst thing you can possibly do is to hoard and to hold back. Now is the time to sow. And Isaac learned that. You got to keep planting your seed. And I'll tell you why. Because America is about to make a turn for the good. You see, what do you base that on? I base that on the word of God. God has not forgotten about America. God's not forgotten about you. God's not forgotten about me. He has a great plan for America. He helped create America. He called men and women from distant shores to get away from the religious persecution they were under to come and establish a free land, a free country. Even though the secular textbooks have taken it out of our schools, it still doesn't make it untrue. It's real. It's true. This land was founded on the word of God, on the Bible, upon God and worshiping him according to your conscience. How I thank God for that. It's time to put the past in the past. It's time to start sowing and believing God that something good is going to happen in America. So stop talking about the past. Stop talking about all the things that you've lost. Forget that. Start talking instead about the goodness of God, his mercy, which endures forever. Make a decision. I'm going to move forward in my life. I'm going to bury the ghost of the past. And then when you do, for heaven's sakes, don't dig it up. Leave those bones in the dirt in Jesus' name because God can pick you up. He can dust you off and start you off on a brand new path. He's a good God. It's his will for you to prosper in every area of your life from the crown of your head, even unto the soles of your feet. Believe it. Call it in by faith. You say, well, I'm calling that which is not as though it is. Well, that's what the Bible says. Abraham believed God in the, in the midst of a situation which was impossible. God had spoken to him and said, you're going to have a child. Well, at a hundred years old and his wife, 90, how is that possible? Because I said, there's nothing too hard for God. And in their old age, they produced Isaac. Can you imagine the look on the birthing nurse's face? <laughs> there's nothing too hard for God. And when you bury the ghost of the past, you put it in the past, you give it back to God and, 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 and say, I'm not, going to, I'm not going to resurrect it any longer. And you begin to move forward. Then suddenly your whole life begins to take off again. And Father, right now, the authority of Jesus' name, I pray over everyone listening and watching this podcast. I believe with all my heart that something good is going to happen in the United States. And friend, I'm believing for something good to happen to you. Spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, in your family, in your business, in your job, in your ministry, in your marriage, in your relationships, in your emotions, in every area of your life, from the crown of your head even unto the soles of your feet. I'm believing, I'm believing, and I refuse to give up. I refuse to quit. Because God is a good God. He sent his son to show us what he's like. And Jesus came to take off you what the devil put on, to take out of you what the devil put in, to put back in you what the devil took out, and put back on you what the devil took off. God is a good God. He's for you in every area. He said, I want you to prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. I believe that for you in the authority of Jesus' name. I believe that for me. I believe that in every area of our lives in the authority of Jesus' name, and I am expecting a miracle for you.
Thank you for joining me today. If you need special prayer, you can always call the Abundant Life Prayer Group at 495, or excuse me, 918, put the area code in there, 918-495-7777, or contact me online at richardroberts.org slash prayer. It's a joy and honor to receive your prayer request. I'll hold your prayer request in my hands. I'll pray, and then I'll write you back. So be sure and give me your mailing address. I look forward to you being a part of our podcast again next time. God richly bless you and expect a miracle. Text giving is now available. If you're in the USA, text RRM to 833-881-6442. Now, if you're in Canada, text RRM Canada to 77977. Your generosity makes a difference.